Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. We go live, I mean, during a pivotal fourth down play in this 49ers-Rams game. Uh, welcome in. Glad to see you guys. We'll see what happens. Kyle Shanahan keeping his offense on the field. Fourth and two on the Rams, 45 up three with 10 minutes to go in the game. And that's where we get started. So if you're listening in podcast form, uh, you may or may not, depending on how this goes, you may or may not get some kind of live reaction to what is actually going on the field right now but we got a lot to talk about on this Sunday night the quarterback saga is officially over uh you have the fake retirement was it I I don't know was it a retirement was not a retirement I don't know of Tom Brady we'll actually discuss that I think uh, I think it's pretty clear what's going on here but uh that's that's just me okay a false start ended that so we uh we will see so anyway Glad to be with you guys. Just give me one second. Let me share this, and then we'll get started. Uh, by the way, whatever you guys want to talk about is what we'll talk about tonight. So I've got a plan. I've got a couple notes here. But whatever you guys want to talk about, I'm in for. Uh, you guys know this by now. I want you, not me, I want you to drive the conversation. Espe- although I will block you. I will literally block you if you say anything about the United States men's national team and their loss to Canada today. Everything else you can bring here. Just don't talk to me about what happened in Canada today. We're fine. By the way, we're fine. Just beat Honduras on Wednesday, and like we're qualifying for the World Cup. It's fine. But that was the most frustrating 90 minutes of soccer I've ever watched. We were clearly the better team the entire time, but just could not finish. Like Our red zone offense, to use a football term, is pathetic right now. It's just pathetic. So anyway. Um, don't everything else you can talk to me about, just not that. But I am glad that you guys are with me on this Sunday night. My name is Michael Borky, by the way, uh, as you probably have seen already. But if you're watching on Twitter, you cannot comment. I'd love for you to. So find me on YouTube, uh, Michael Borky. Find me on Twitter under the same name or Facebook. Uh, just search my name, find it there, and also subscribe. Mike in the morning is still the name on the podcast feed, or just my name. Uh, we'll turn up results wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, yeah, let's get started. As um, LA gets the ball back, they're going to come back and win. You watch. We get started with Gary. What's the story about Jared Ivey? So Jared Ivey uh, has spent the weekend at Ole Miss. He's a Georgia Tech transfer. A guy that um, put on what is it, 70 pounds in his short time at Georgia Tech. So he he was 6'6", 215 coming out of high school. And now he's 6'6", 275 playing defensive end. (laughs) So 60 pounds uh, playing defensive end at Georgia Tech. Uh, He was in Oxford this weekend. Most people expect him to be enrolled. 
uh, by tomorrow. He's gotten some other offers, so maybe it's not a done deal yet. But, uh, yeah, he was in town. And uh, if he signs with Ole Miss, that's a big deal. In part because of time left. So the transfer portal, I keep hearing people say things like, well, the transfer portal is going to cause locker room problems. Or the transfer portal is going to set you back years or whatever. And I have yet, this is all very new. So what I'm saying could also be proven false, just as much as what those people are saying could also be proven false. Nobody's right yet because we don't know how this is going to work. But I, I fail to understand how recruiting portal players will cause locker room problems because you are bringing in players regardless. So. Are portal players going to cause issues in the locker room because they're slightly older? I, I don't understand. For the entire history of college football, teams have been recruiting better players every year. Like, you think Nick Saban, Brian Kelly, everybody, Kirby Smart, are not with every recruiting class trying to sign better players than the ones they currently have? That has always been what you do in college football. You always add players to your roster, and you hope you are adding better players than the ones you currently have. Every recruit you bring in steps on campus expecting the challenge for a starting spot. Okay, every's a bit hyperbolic because some guys come in knowing their projects, but still, like if Jared Ivey transfers to Ole Miss, people, oh, it's going to cause issues in the locker room. He's got three years of eligibility left. This is basically like bringing in a high school kid but one that's more ready to play than the other. I don't understand that. You're adding players to your roster every single year, every year. So why is it that adding slightly older players, why is that going to be what destroys a locker room? I, I don't get it. Portal players are coming in with multiple years of eligibility left. It's not all graduate transfers. I, I think so many people are just saying things about the transfer portal without actually thinking about them, you know, without, without actually sitting down and thinking, well, it's going to cause locker room problems. Well, why would it cause locker room problems? What, do you, what does that mean? It's going to cause locker room problems. Every school, every year brings in players that they hope are better than the ones they currently have. Why suddenly now will it be an issue? In fact, I could argue, and again, we haven't seen this play out. It could not go down like this, but I could argue that bringing in more mature people will have a smoother transition in your locker room because these guys have been there, done that. They understand what college football is like. There's no acclimation period. There's no growing up period. Uh, I, I don't understand where that's coming from at all. I, I have no idea where that's coming from. Again, I could completely be proven wrong here, but until you're proven right or wrong i wouldn't speak in such absolutes oh it's gonna it's gonna ruin locker no locker room chemistry well how do you know that oh it's gonna set a team back years well how do you know that uh, i mean again jared ivy has what three years of eligibility left how will that it makes roster management a little bit more complex but with when guys hit the portal like, the, the two wide receivers that Mississippi State added, one from Northwestern, one from Georgia, they have, they, they have, uh, both of them have four years of eligibility remaining. Both of them do. So, yeah, they were transfers, but 
they are just like an incoming freshman in terms of how much time they're going to be on campus and what their age is. So what are we talking about here? What are we talking about here? Um, and Jason, you, you nailed it. Exactly. If the locker room is going to struggle from a couple of new guys, it was going to struggle anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Ramsey asking, do I think Ole Miss will land Malik Heath? Yeah, a lot of people are talking about that. Um, and here's what I'll say about that. I, Not every could should be held. Uh, there, You know, your past when you're a young person should not follow you around forever, I don't think. Human beings are allowed to make mistakes. They are. Um, I will say, though, that I do... To this point, to my knowledge, do not believe that the production, even the talent, matches the past. I mean, this is somebody who has been arrested. This is somebody who is on video kicking an opponent in the face, running away, getting on Instagram Live and bragging about it. Now, if this person was a thousand-yard receiver that did those things, it's a little bit easier to excuse. But when you've got this production paired with that, again, I'm not the one making the call. I'm not the one making $8 million a year. I would pass. I would pass, personally. I would. I don't think the talent matches the potential headache. And yes, I, I, that's that's a little callous because I do think that kids should be given opportunities. I don't think, for example, he should be out of college football. I think he should be allowed to continue to play and learn and grow and become a man. But if I were making the call, I would pursue other opportunities in the portal because I don't think the talent matches kicking a guy in the face, running away, and then bragging about it online. That's just me. And I, I sit here as somebody that's made a lot of mistakes, especially when I was his age. So it's not really fair. But I, I would pass. That's just that's just me. Um, I hate saying stuff like this about college kids. It, it makes me feel gross, honestly, because, again, I made mistakes when I was that age. I made mistakes, a lot of them, when I was that age. Um, so it's not really fair. But if I were in Kiffin's position, I think that there are other players that I could get that don't have that. You know, that, that just don't have that. Tie game now in, uh, in L.A. Tie game. So there you go. William, with the addition for Ole Miss, what is your win-loss prediction? Um, oh, that's a good question. I don't know, man. I've got to see. I've got to see him in the spring. Um, I do think because of how well their schedule sets up, I think they have a chance uh, to be an eight-win team w- would be my baseline. If they go eight and four, I think you can call that a successful season. If they go, say, seven and five, based on the very limited knowledge we have of this team, it's acceptable. Uh, anything more than that is obviously a home run. Anything less than that's a bit of a disappointment. Their first six games are a cakewalk. Their most difficult game in their first six is Kentucky at home. And their most difficult road game in that stretch is either Georgia Tech or Vanderbilt. Take your pick. It's a very easy front end. And then they start the back end with Auburn at home. They have the Egg Bowl at home. Uh, So they have a real chance, uh, a real chance at being an eight or so win team. Now that's without 
seeing how Jackson Dart acclimates and all that stuff. So that's just a, you know, I'll get more into that as the summer goes. But I, I think Jackson Dart raises the team's ceiling. And again, he might not even start, but his his talent, his raw talent, increases their ceiling. It doesn't mean they'll reach it, but it does increase their ceiling because of how raw talented he is. Yeah, I know he he probably didn't feel it. He probably didn't feel it, but the action still action still happened. And again, I, I I feel gross even talking about that because I have done stupid things at his age. You can certainly grow from that point in his life. You can. So it shouldn't be held against him forever. Uh, it should not. We all need a little bit more compassion. So I feel bad saying what I did. But if I were a coach in that position, I think you can get as productive from something else. Jason says, I'd be wary. Glad he's gone from state. Had a very hard time. Oh, Jay. Um, I hear you, man. I hear you. Chris says, I went to the Ole Miss girls game today. They could have won it. They really looked good in the fourth. Got to figure out a balance when it comes to an offense that meshes. I'm going to be honest with you, Chris. I didn't watch it today. I will be totally honest. I watched USA Canada which I don't want to talk about. I just don't want to talk about it. Um, again, just beat Honduras on Wednesday. All good. All right, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, and also I watched Bengals Chiefs uh, alongside that. So um, I did not watch it today. I saw they lost, though. I saw they lost. Thoughts on Brian Kelly's dancing? I mean, good, good Lord, man. Uh, I mean, what do you... And, you know... Some people, I don't buy into the all publicity is good publicity. I don't buy it at all. That, you know, you tell me I'm wrong. I don't buy all publicity is good publicity. I really don't because, oh, wow, three million people watched this video of Brian Kelly dancing. Joke's on you. No, everybody was saying it was weird. Just because a lot of people call you weird doesn't mean you are successful. Sports media has got all... And I rant about this too much, so I will, I'll spare you tonight. But sports media has got that in their mind, too. That if your engagements are way up, then good. It doesn't matter how you get them as long as you get them. Well, if you've got a, a few thousand people on Twitter calling you an idiot, then then what do you gain from that? Nothing. Your credibility doesn't exist. It's zero. So I don't buy all publicity as good publicity. I think it's weird. I don't think you have to do it to get recruits. You cannot dance awkwardly as an old man in your 60s like that and just let the recruits who like you know have rhythm and like know how to dance and aren't an an aging you know an aging white guy right (laughs) like just just you know let let the college kids do the dancing and you just hang out i don't know it's weird but I see, and the thing is, I don't think he's having fun. I, I think he's uncomfortable, but he's just doing it because he feels like he feel, feels like he has to, uh, and nothing more. He's weird. Yeah, and no doubt, Chris, the NFL is showing why it's the best these last few weekends. I, I mean, how great, how just freaking great was Cincinnati today? Their second half defense and Joe Burrow. Uh, I, I mean. Getting after Mahomes the way they did and limiting that Chiefs offense the way they did in the second half in Arrowhead, 
they were getting smoked, man. People in the first quarter were like, yeah, ball game. Chiefs, they're inevitable. It's over. Ball game. No, sir. That receiver core for Cincinnati, by the way, they got to sure up some things on the offensive line. But, I mean, that's what they'll spend their first-round draft pick on, and they should, like, you know, work the free agency market or something. But basically everywhere else, they're damn near flawless. Uh, Boy, that was fun today. That was so much fun today. I like parody. I really like Patrick Mahomes a lot. I, I find myself really liking him. I think he's a good dude. He seems like it. You know, his wife pouring champagne on people and his goofy-ass brother aside, Patrick Mahomes, to me, is extremely likable. I really like him. Uh, he's a good athlete. Uh, he, he just he, he screams class. I don't know. I really like him. I think he's classy. He's a classy guy. Um, so I find myself liking him. But I was happy to see Joe Burrow in, in Cincinnati win today. I like parody. I think the city of Cincinnati deserves this. They've been deprived of success for so long. I like seeing different people in it for, for what it's worth. I, I like seeing the parody. Fred, I think this season is more important for Mike Leach than 2023 because let's, let's just say that 24-7 sports is correct. 24-7 did a way too early predicted order of finish with records thing. And their prediction for state was seven and five with a loss in the Egg Bowl. I I could be wrong. I could be proven wrong. I don't think Mike Leach survives seven and five with a loss in the Egg Bowl. I mean, you got to really ask yourself this. It's easy to say, no, that's crazy right now. It's easy to say that now. But go through another season with four losses going into the Egg Bowl and then losing, going 0-3 to Ole Miss. And tell me that the fans will accept that. I I don't see that happening. If 24-7 is correct, if they are right, and they do go 7-5, and five, and one of those five is a loss in the Egg Bowl, I don't think he's surviving that. I could be wrong. I don't think so. So he's got to win. He's got to win this year. Um, they have to be more consistent offensively. I, I think fans would take 7-5 and five with a win over Ole Miss as long as they get more consistent offense, and they beat Ole Miss. I think the Egg Bowl this year is the most, I mean, by far the most important game on the schedule, but I think winning the Egg Bowl is more important than anything else this season. That's something he's got to do. You cannot fall to 0-3 to Ole Miss. You can't do it. Uh, you, you cannot do it. The fans will not accept it, and I don't think they should. If you're not going to beat your rival, man, and and you're not going to elevate, take take a step forward. If it's seven and five with a loss to Ole Miss, so you're not moving forward, you're not progressing, and you can't beat Ole Miss. At that point, somebody else needs to give it a shot. So this year, how good is Honduras? Not very good. It's a game that that we absolutely should win. Uh, Tim Way will actually be able to play in this one because they're not playing it in Canada with all those crazy policies. Uh, th- we were the better team today. We were. We gave up a goofy goal off of our own goal kick and then had a dozen chances to score and just couldn't punch it in. Frustrating as hell, but we are fine. We are absolutely fine. Uh-oh, LA's driving. They are, uh, what is that, the 12? Yeah, they're on the 12 now. First and 10, they got the ball on the 12, 3.30 left, and the game is obviously tied. I'm sure you guys are watching both, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, see, I, Chris, I'm I'm not 
surprised to hear that you had a good experience at the, at the women's hoops game. I think you're going to start seeing more people understand that it's cheap, it's low key, um, and the team's good too. They've struggled a little bit lately, but they're good, and they're they're going to make the tournament with ease. Um, two minute warning, second eleven on the thirteen, with two minutes to go. I should be watching this, but I'm talking to you guys. I appreciate you. Williams says, obviously there's a chance, but what are the chances the U.S. men's national team gets beat Wednesday? Where's the game being played? St. Paul, Minnesota. And smart on their part. Uh, So they're playing Honduras, obviously not a cold-weather country, in St. Paul, Minnesota, outside in the first week of February. Galaxy brain stuff. Um, there is a ch- there's always a chance they lose. Concacaf gets weird, but we are we are the better side on Wednesday and should get a win. Um, need need to badly because if we don't, we're still in fine shape. But the next two qualifying windows become significantly more important. We get a win Wednesday, and then in the next two windows, all we really would need to do is win one more game, and uh, one out of five. So. We're okay, but winning Wednesday against a team we should be better than in Minnesota in February against Honduras, it should be an easy. It should be an easy night. Knock on, knock on wood. I will be very nervous. Oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be doing this with you guys that night. We might move this up a day. We might do this Tuesday instead of Wednesday because of that. We'll see. We'll see. I hear you, Jason. I understand. You just you hope that that he's trying. You know what I mean? You just you hope that he is. But I hear you. I I hear you for sure. Fred says LSU sports writers acting like they're going to win a national championship when they got seven million views of Brian Kelly dancing. Man, some somebody, some blogger uh that that writes LSU stuff on the internet was very mad that Lane Kiffin was poking fun at Brian Kelly on Twitter. Ooh, if if some innocent tweets get you that fired up, then you the internet's not for you. I don't remember the guy's name. It, it's irrelevant, but geez. Ramsey says, Ramsey says, I believe Ole Miss baseball has one of the scariest offenses in college baseball. Is this the best chance for Bianco to get to Omaha in your opinion? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you got to pitch it well to get there too, I suppose, but Here's my thing, Ramsey. There's no excuses, right? Unless injuries pile up. You know, that, that's a very blanket statement. That is. It's a blanket statement. Things can happen. You know, guys get hurt. You lose a couple pitchers, and then things change. But just on the surface, like 30,000 feet, big picture, based on what you have coming back, there's really no excuses to not have an elite-level team that makes a deep postseason run. There's really not. You have experience. You have Good experience, high-level experience, a lineup one through nine that is as dangerous as any team in the country. Um, And your pitching staff, I mean, it should be good. We haven't seen it yet really in an Ole Miss uniform, but I'm in the no-excuse boat right now going into the season. And I won't treat it like that. I'm not going to be the guy that's going to sit here after weekend series and be like, ah, it doesn't matter, whatever, call me in June. I'm not going to be that guy because you guys don't want – you don't want that. Nobody wants that. Uh, So I'm going to talk about this team and, of course, Mississippi State every weekend as if nothing has happened in the years prior. You know what I mean? 
I'm going to cover them and, and look at them for what they are. And then once the season ends, and if it doesn't end in Omaha, then we'll talk about all that stuff again. Uh, so I'm going to give them a chance, of course. I'm not going to be that guy that's just dismissive of their success until we see where the postseason is. But yeah, I, I am in the, based on what you've got coming back in the talent on this team, a, a deep run needs to follow. It does. It absolutely does. Yeah, Fred, Jomo went to an versus Ole Miss but had discipline issues. Yeah, I mean, his quarterback, you know, we've all seen that picture of uh, – of Garrett Syracuse quarterback Garrett Schrader, um, that was that was the straw there, that uh, that was the straw. But um, can't go on three to Ole Miss. And no, the schedule doesn't favor Leach at all. They lose Vanderbilt and pick up Georgia. That sucks. Uh, the non-conference game, though, I mean, State beat NC State this year, which was a great win, by the way. Um, Defense was awesome that night in Starkville. Uh, and you replace that, although it's a road trip, with a bad Arizona team. Now, Arizona's done some good stuff in the transfer portal and all that, but State should go out to Arizona and handle Arizona. So you lose Vanderbilt, pick up Georgia, but you do have your Power 5 non-conference game is uh, is a good one. So L.A. now kicked a field goal. There's a minute 46 left for Jimmy G., to try to drive down the field and uh, and tie it up. So we'll see if he can do it. So there we go. This game coming down to the wire, too. These last six NFL games, man, have, have just been awesome. What a league. Jason, the state fan, says, I'll take seven and five as long as there are zero losses to uh, a Memphis. He puts Memphis in quotes. Beat the teams you're supposed to beat and surprise somebody. I'd be happy with that. Most won't, though. Yeah, Fred, it's almost... It's almost like sometimes, even with super talented people, if you're you know, causing issues in the locker room and you leave, team gets better. It's amazing how that works sometimes. Jason says, how hard is a soccer ball in one degree weather? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, no, that's um it's like kicking a rock. Jeez. So Honduras is really gonna have a hard time with it. At least that's the rationale behind playing this game in in St. Paul, Minnesota, is they're gonna have a hard time with it. For sure. Do it Thursday night, you said. I'll think about it. I, I probably won't. Well, what time is the game Wednesday? see it's at 6 30 hmm no it would be too late if i did it after the game it would be way too late opinions on rob manfred oh that that needs to be a whole other episode man uh baseball is failing miserably most importantly at distribution and promotion and those are two things that the league office can control those are the two things that the league office can control and um, they fail miserably at it. The And the NBA's got the same problem as well with the access to actually watch games. If you're a Braves fan in Mississippi, how, how do you watch games? How, how do you watch them? You can't get the team here. So, And they've got that trouble league-wide. The blackout rules are ridiculous. You're at another work stoppage. Uh, you promote yourself and your stars worse 
than any sport in America. None of your great players are recognizable. It's awful. And that's all league office stuff. Uh, I understand that strikeouts are up and home runs are up and there's very little action in between. And that's kind of a product of the game. And there's not much a commissioner can do, but you can promote yourself better and you can get yourself in front of fans better. And Major League Baseball is pathetic, is absolutely freaking pathetic at getting themselves in front of people. And now we live in this world where everything's at our phones. Everything's at the palm of of our hands. And if we can't get it, we're not interested. We're not going to fight and claw and scratch and change television providers three times and do all this stuff to watch our teams. If they're not available, we'll put on Ozark. And that'll be the end of it. So that's all front office stuff. They could fix it. They choose not to. And it's pathetic. The leadership in Major League Baseball is absolutely pathetic right now. And I'm not a big baseball guy, but it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. High temperature in St. Paul on Wednesday is 8 degrees, low minus 13 with 5 to 10 mile per hour wind. (laughs) Well, here's, here's the thing, Jason. So we do have, you know, we've got a team full of guys that mostly play like over in Europe and stuff. So it's not like it's exactly cold there, but little bit more temperate but we've spent the last few weeks as a team practicing in the cold so they started their camp in columbus ohio they played that game in columbus where they won uh back on back last week and then they've been in canada where it's been freaking cold and now they're in saint paul so they have been practicing and playing in this all of camp so that's that's the benefit oh that's a loaded question um Take a look at Michigan's coach. Where Ole Miss goes if they fire Mike Bianco. (laughs) We're already having those conversations. I love it. Uh, L.A. got the ball back. What happened? What happened? Jimmy G threw a pick. Jimmy G threw a pick. Man, I, I freaking Richard Cross this week at work or on the radio show was trying to tell me about how Jimmy G's better than Stafford. And all this stuff. It, yeah, good, good call, buddy. Good call, buddy. Five straight games with an interception for Jimmy Garoppolo. Knew it. I think L.A. will win. Although I want Joe Burrow to win just because of the story. But I do think I do think Los Angeles will win uh the Super Bowl. I do. Can the the women, MSU women, make the NCAA tournament or the men? The men absolutely can. Yeah, absolutely can. The problem with this week, so there was a benefit and a problem with what happened this week. The benefit was there were two free shots for uh for for Mississippi State. Uh Two games that a loss to either team will not hurt you at all. Both on the road. Hell, State's net got better. It got better after the Kentucky game. They lost the game, and their net got better. I have yet to check after Texas Tech, but they were two free shots. Uh, The back half is tougher, no doubt, but yeah, they absolutely can still make the NCAA tournament. They got to start winning games, though. You can't have many more good losses. You got to start putting some wins together. So they're still in good shape. They can still make the tournament. They've got to do more to get Molinar involved, though. They've got to do more to get Molinar involved. It is frustrating as hell. Um, Really frustrating. Watching their opponents go on scoring stretches and nothing happens. They do not 
give a design set to get Molinar downhill to the basket. That's frustrating, but Chiefs fan here currently crying. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I hear you. Well, uh, Rams are going to the Super Bowl. Rams are going to the Super Bowl. But hey, man, you guys have had a hell of a run, though. You know? And it's not over. I mean, you think Patrick Mahomes is going anywhere? You guys are fine. Yeah, Bally Sports. The NBA's got the same problem. What a joke that was. Sinclair is is awful. And it's really hurting the fan bases for both um, NBA and MLB and NHL fans, for sure. Hurting them badly. Who would make a decision to file uh, fire the MLB commissioner or the owners? But the owners keep printing money, so they don't really care. Because the television contracts, they're just printing money. So it's a very complex situation, but the owners don't particularly care about the baseball product as long as they're getting money, and they're getting money. So they won't move on. Do I have any idea how many spots Ole Miss has left in this class to fill in the transfer portal? Um, I do not expect, honestly, I I could be wrong. There could be one out of left field, but I don't think they will sign anybody um, on signing day. I think they're done there. Uh, By the way, I didn't read the question out loud. Sorry for those of you podcast listeners. Ramsey asking, uh, do I have any idea how many spots Ole Miss has left in the class to fill in the transfer portal? What guys do I expect Ole Miss to pick up signing day in early February? I don't think any. So I don't think they'll add another high school recruit unless – something is going on that I'm unaware of. I do think that they'll get the Georgia Tech transfer. Uh, We'll know about that tomorrow. Um, There's going to be another round of of portal entries after spring practice. So they're probably done for now because the drop-dead date basically is tomorrow. But they'll add a few more. My guess would be four to five. They'll probably look to add another offensive lineman, probably look to add possibly another linebacker. they're about to add another defensive lineman. So maybe another wide receiver, absolutely. Um, we'll find out what they think about Kentrell Bullock in the running back room because if they don't believe in him, they might look in another look for another running back. But if they do, they, they've got a pretty solid room there. Uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, probably another offensive lineman. They're going to get a defensive lineman. Probably another linebacker, another wide receiver. So four or five or so. If you're asking me who, I honestly, I couldn't tell you. But the Georgia Tech transfer, the defensive end, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Jared Ivey. You can expect him. It's what it feels like. You can expect him to sign tomorrow. So there's one. Yeah, Chris, imagine that. Jimmy G has an oopsie, except for I had to argue, had to argue at work that Stafford was better than him for like a, a whole 15 minutes. Jason says, I hope Stafford wins the Super Bowl. Poor guy has been a top quarterback for a long time. Strong agree. But Detroit sucks as an organization. See Barry Sanders. Yeah, Matt Stafford, if you look at what he did in Detroit, especially uh, fourth quarter touchdown drives that took a lead, he's like sixth or seventh in NFL history in game-leading fourth quarter drives is Matt Stafford. He's top 10 in in the history of the NFL. he deserves the success. It's one of those Super Bowls where I'm kind of fine with either one. I'll be pulling for Burrow in Cincinnati more than I will LA. But I kind of I like Matt Stafford, and I like uh, 
you know, his wife's been through a lot and uh, she's got an inspiring story and Aaron Donald's just a beast, you know? So I'm cool either way, honestly. Mike Hilton plays for Cincinnati. He's an easy guy to root for also. So, so the quarterback saga is over, by the way. It's in the title. We have yet to really talk about it. Jackson Dart, officially, officially, official this time for sure, definitely is uh, headed to Ole Miss. That is done. So is Michael Trigg, his tight end. I will say this. I've seen a lot of, I mean, you guys know by now that he's immensely talented. He's immensely talented. Uh, his his ceiling is incredibly high. We've got to see it. We've got to see it in this system. We've got to see it in the SEC. I mean, he, what, started six games for Southern Cal last year. That was a Southern Cal team that fired their coach. Everybody was on the way out. Played well, uh, especially for a true freshman thrust into that role. He, he played well because he's extremely talented. Um, we got to see it first. We got to see what he's going to look like in the system and how he will adapt and stuff like that. But his ceiling is is really just super high. Or as Michael Jordan so eloquently said, the ceiling is the roof for Jackson Dart. The ceiling, man, it is the roof. But it's incredibly high. He's an uber-talented guy. Very talented. For those of you, and I don't, I don't I haven't seen anybody do this here. For those of you that are are picking one and playing sides, I would I would encourage you not to do that. Forgive me for sounding a little preachy here with this. I just remember the whole Corral Plumley thing all the way back in 2019. And um, I, I should brush stuff like this off, and I do, I think. My, my skin's getting a little thicker as I get older. Um, but me and, and my friend Brian Scott Rippey, daily on the radio, we're trying to tell Ole Miss fans, this is not going to work with Plumley. It won't work. It's clearly not working. Yes, the second half against LSU when they were resting starters a week after they played Alabama ran for a bunch of yards. But did you see the Auburn game? Did you see the Texas A&M game? Did you see the Mississippi State game? This is not going to work in the SEC. This offense is not going to work. And that's all we were talking about was just football play. And you guys wouldn't have believed some of the things that were said to us. Kind of gross things. I mean, personal attacks about not just us, but like our significant others. Like it's really just shitty stuff. Forgive my language, but really was. Um, because people picked a side and, and fell in love with a player, not because of football, but because of who the person was. And I kind of sense that some of that's happening here. Don't pick a side because if you pick a side and the other one wins the job, it's going to create kind of a toxic energy. And I'm telling you, the Corral Plumley stuff, they, they felt it inside the room. I mean, Lane Kiffin was even making fun of Ole Miss fans this year. Sorry, he, he was. He was making fun of you guys during the Tulane game when he put Plumley in at quarterback. He was making fun of you. It's what he was doing. Um, some of you, not all of you, but the, the ones that are obsessed with it, uh, obsessed with or were obsessed with with Plumlee and why is he not playing? And I mean, I can't tell you the number of people that said to me even this season that he wasn't getting touches because Kiffin doesn't like him and stuff like that. Don't pick a side. I would encourage you to root for them both because they will have a competition and the best quarterback will win said competition and will be the starter. 
that that's how this is going to be. And, and so, like I've seen people say, I'm riding with number seven. He's my quarterback. Well, guys, there's a really good chance he's not going to be. So, you know, just don't create that environment again. Because it, it got kind of ugly for some people. Anyway, I, that's kind of preachy. I'm sorry. I don't mean to do that. I just, I, I just remember how toxic it got. And I don't want that to be created again. Chase says, but it's a big pickup, though. It really is. I mean, they needed a quarterback. They got him. He just so happens to be immensely talented. Uh, Michael Trigg is just as big because that offense desperately needed a dynamic tight end this past season. It was clear they didn't have one. Casey Kelly does some nice things. He does. Uh, He's certainly not a bad player, but he's not dynamic. And Michael Trigg is dynamic. Uh, An insane athlete for his size. So big pickups. I mean, this team has added... It's on paper, so you have to see them play first. But on paper, the portal class that Ole Miss has added is plug-and-play guys at multiple spots. Instant impact, starter impact guys at multiple spots. Running back, wide receiver, uh, tomorrow, defensive line, uh, defensive back, safety, linebacker, offensive line. I mean, their portal class needed to be really good, and sure enough, it's it's really damn good. Got to... You know, it's got to be converted from paper to production, but the paper says they really kicked ass in the portal. They really did. It's a really good portal class, and the quarterback obviously is the crown jewel of that in uh, in Jackson Dart. Chase says, Joe Burrow, top five game in Tuscaloosa versus Tua led Bama, coached by Saban, SEC champ game, and at college football playoff semifinal, national title, division title, week 17, three NFL playoff games, 24 24- to one touchdown to interception ratio and zero losses. Insane stat. I said on the radio, I said on the radio and I stand by this. I think I said it here with you guys. Joe Burrow, I see Tom Brady in Joe Burrow. I see Tom Brady in Joe Burrow. Um, and Burrow's a better athlete. He's a better runner. And they're not exactly the same guy. I'm talking about up here where... I mean, it's Arrowhead. They're getting smoked. And did Joe Burrow look like he was uncomfortable at any point today? Really? That's what I'm talking about. The elevation of players around him. He did it at LSU. Uh, He's doing it right now in the NFL. There's just something about Joe Burrow up here that allows him to just be so calm. And just so calm and... Like, nothing phases him, and the game is very slow to him. I see Brady qualities in Joe Burrow. I do. Um, Is he as intense as Brady? We'll see. Will he take care of his body as well as Brady has taken care of his body? We will see. But in terms of in the game, in the biggest moments, it's not too big for Joe Burrow. Not, Not even close to being too big for Joe Burrow. In fact, it's very small for him. And I, I see Brady in him. He, that's an incredible stat, man. It, it's just not surprising, though. Yeah, Fred, I do think Miles Brennan will have success at LSU. I, I do. I, I think he'll be very good. I, I think people give him a lot of crap. But when you look at before he got hurt, 
you know, 2020 season. It's been a long time since he's been a starter, but the three games he played in, look at his numbers. That was an SEC-only schedule, not the three toughest SEC teams in the world, but he, he can play. And Brian Kelly's a good coach, and he'll have good players around him. I think it'll be an eight- or nine-win team in year one because there's some holes, and yes, they're adding a bunch of dudes in the portal, um, so that will help speed up the process a little bit. Um, yeah, it'll be a nine-win team or so because it is LSU, and they do have that raw talent after all. And Brian Kelly, as awkward and uncomfortable as he may be, can really coach football with his fake accent. Um, he can do it. Yeah, seven have-to-have-it games in the past two full years. And he's the definition of elite. That's what he is. It's exactly what he is. <laughs> um, where does Caleb Williams play next year? Oh, I mean, it's Southern Cal, right? The same thing with this Brady announcement. Does anybody actually think Tom Brady is still can, you know, still deciding what to do? Does anybody actually think he hasn't decided yet? Right, we're all on the same page here. They're just mad that they got scooped, right? Okay. Because the the two guys that broke that news weren't making that up. They don't do that. Well, they're not in the business of that. TB12, the brand was ready for the announcement. Right? This is what's happening. Brady side's just mad they didn't get to be the news drop. It was Schefter instead of them. And so they're going to delay it because of that. Right? We're all on the same page here? Okay. <laughs> you say, hey, guys, be sure to hit the like button right now. Yeah, like the video. Uh, why haven't you liked the video? I need to be more aggressive, apparently, man. That's that's what, when I find the how to grow a YouTube audience, that's what they say. You need to be more aggressive in asking for people to like the video. So, yeah, like it and subscribe. Why haven't you subscribed yet? And I need the thumbnails. Again, I keep telling about thumbnails. I need Jackson Dort did what? Yeah, so maybe. Yeah, I appreciate you, though. How many seasons will Ole Miss have Dart? Uh, so he was just a true freshman this year. So he's got three years of eligibility remaining. You hope it's only two. Because if it's more than two, then he didn't play at an NFL caliber his second year. But yeah, he's got three years of eligibility remaining. Uh, played as a true freshman this year at Southern Cal. Yes, yes, the uh, the Rams won. And uh, if you guys listen to the radio show tomorrow, if you listen to it, text tomorrow and remind Richard Cross that he said that Jimmy Garoppolo was better than Matt Stafford. And all Jimmy Garoppolo does is win. Just, just please remind him of that. 601-879-4395 is our text line. Between 3 and 6, remind Richard that he argued to me this week that Garoppolo greater than Stafford, and all Garoppolo does is win. Just please do that for me. Because it was ridiculous then, and it, it sounds bad now, but we all knew what was coming. And he will love that. So rub it in. Chase says Joe is the next Peyton in terms of crossover pop culture superstar. I can buy that. He's got swag for days, man. That's all natural. He doesn't force a second of that. It is all natural. Williams says Brady 0-2 versus Eli in Super Bowls. Yeah, I think he's kind of made up for those losses, though. I think he's kind of made up for it. 
Chris is Joe Burrow on if the diamonds and the pendant are real. Oh, yeah. He said, quote, they're definitely real. I make too much money to have fake ones. <laughs> That's swag for days, man. Memphis Rebel says, Brady's just waiting on until after that payday in February. Uh, somebody debunked that, and I don't quite understand. Ooh, I, I, I don't get it. Because, like, he owes the team a certain amount of money, but the team's clearly going to waive that. Yeah, it... Nobody actually thinks that, right? Nobody actually thinks that he's deciding. I hope not. Francis LSU France praising Joe Burrow because he has more playoff wins than Dak. Did they not see that Joe was the first overall pick? Uh, He did walk into a worse situation, though, uh, for sure. Not everything is created equal, but but Joe's pretty pretty damn special, as as we're learning. Fans are going to fan, though. You know how it is. Why isn't Super Talk live on YouTube where we can chat? Uh, it's only because the uh, the stream that we do use um, that can... So we have a, a channel, a television channel on, on C Spire Cable, which is pretty sweet. Uh, God bless you guys for watching us all day. But um, let's just say there's a big investment on on our stream being on our website and distributing on ceasefire television that's uh, that's why but text man uh, text the show anytime i respond so even if they're not read on the air i respond back via text message on our text line all show long chris says i agree with fred Memphis Rebel says, question is, will he be a coach or a TV personality after retirement? I don't think Brady's going to do either one. I think he is going to be a businessman. I think he's going to focus on the TB12 brand, and he's going to travel the world and spend a lot of time in Europe with Giselle, and that's what he's going to do. I think he's going to be, he's going to go from athlete to business mogul and not do media. I mean, he's already got investments all over, right, with with branding and merchandise and um, uh, health and wellness line and stuff like that. I think that's what he's going to be is is business more so than than media. Um, I don't know if he'd be great at TV anyway. Would he? Probably. I mean, what the, he's great at everything. Um, hey, there's nothing wrong with blowing that text line up, man. We need more of that. No doubt. No uh, no doubt. So, yeah, Super Bowl. Super Bowl, L.A., and Cincinnati. Nobody saw that. Greatest Jersey Super Bowl of all time, Zach? I like that idea. I'm going to save that, and we're going to use that on the radio show. For sure. Greatest Super Bowl Jersey matchup of all time. I'm going to have to go back and look and decide. I don't know, man. Saints-Colts is a pretty good jersey matchup. That That's a homer pick. That's a homer pick. Chase's early winner and loser. Winner football fans with every playoff game the past two weeks down to the wire. Field goal game, loser, college football playoffs for obvious reasons. Absolutely, man. I mean, what a stark difference between the two, right? Um, I mean, hell. The last six playoff games, so we had four last weekend, two this weekend, only one of which was not 
ended on the final play of the game, and that one was a game-winning field goal with like a minute 30 left. So the least close game of the divisional and championship rounds were a game-winning field goal or was a game-winning field goal with a minute 30-ish left in the game. That's special. That is freaking special. I love the NFL. This is why I love the NFL right here. Uh, I do. I don't think that Dart will be a dual sport athlete. I also, uh, I have questions about whether or not Trigg will actually play basketball. And maybe he will. Maybe maybe they'll let him. And I'm sure he's capable of it. But what happens like if he puts up 750 yards this year in that offense, and NFL scouts are looking at him? You you think he's going to go risk playing basketball when it's hey another season like this and you're an early round pick? Well, he's got to have that season first, of course. That's putting the cart before the horse, but. Yeah, yeah, I I go back and forth on calls, Gerald. I, initially, it was uh, it was kind of my decision to to scrap them, to tell you the truth. Um, only because a lot of callers just wasted time. Um, and it would be the same people every day wasting time. But you know, we could filter them much better too. It's something that that's been talked about. It has. Jason says, I, Jason agrees with that. The calls are the best part of the show, especially when Jim and Corinth trolled Richard. Yeah, he hated that. <laughs> uh, Memphis Rebel says, I can't wait for Tywin Malone to hit 15 home runs this year. I mean, could you imagine being a pitcher? I mean, baseball players aren't small guys, right? Like, uh, you know, Mississippi State's got Brad Cumbest. He's a big dude. A hey, really freaking big dude. So there are some good baseball players. All right. Of course, there are good baseball players. There are some big baseball players. There is very few Malone big. And yeah, there's guys that are like 6'2 and chunky, but not built like that dude. You know what I mean? Not built like that dude. Chase, I will say this. Whenever I get my own, it will be a part of it. Whenever that day comes and I've got my own, it will be a a part of it. A big part of it. Do I have any interest in esports, Chris asks? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, I don't like Call of Duty League. Because I like the Battle Royale aspect of Call of Duty. I think the the regular multiplayer is too fast for me. Um, I love Halo multiplayer. Or actually, Halo tournaments. Love them. Uh, and I love bot races on Battle Royales. I think that's electric stuff. Uh, so yeah, I watch it sometimes. I'm, I'm a nerd, guys. You, get, you gotta understand. I mean, I, I'm a nerd. Um, like, I watch reptile room tours on youtube like i'm a nerd you guys just don't i don't reveal stuff like that to you very often like i'm a super nerd <laughs> Memphis trouble says malone's walk up should be i love it when they call me big papa heck yeah it should heck yeah it should um well usfl survived this time for 
It'll last the longest of the recent spring leagues, I think, because of who is backing them. They've got a deep financial backing, and they're um, they're leaning into gambling, which will keep them around for a while. But there's a reason none of these spring leagues have worked. I mean, look at who's coaching, and then look at who's playing quarterback. It's just it's it's not enough to get people to break habit. We are conditioned as fans to watch football from August to February, and then it becomes March Madness, and then it's baseball, and then we all go to the beach, and then it's football again. Getting people to break their viewing habits is difficult, and the only way you're going to do that is have a really compelling product. And will the USFL be a really compelling product? Probably not. So the only way that they're going to be successful is if they lean into gambling. That's going to be their avenue into success. Gambling. That's the only way they're going to make it. Because breaking people's habits is uh, it's difficult to do. We're creatures of habit. And a lot of people are footballed out by February. And then you're going to get me a Gene Chizik coach team quarterbacked by a guy you've never heard of. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, Jason, you were. You were the uh, the last one. So I appreciate that, man. Yeah, those Sundays were fun, but I enjoy this better, truthfully. I think there's more potential in this than there was the uh, Sunday radio. Yeah, if only you could run over the catchers, Memphis Rebel. If only you could still run them over and have Malone on third. No, I don't think a new baseball league would ever happen either. I mean, the, the current one's already struggling enough. Minor leagues especially, are they're having a hard time financially and with attendance and stuff. The minor league system's having a, having a hard time. COVID has not been good to minor league sports. Except for hockey on the coast, you guys killed it. But generally speaking, hadn't been good. Hadn't been good for sports. I mean, NBA's got an attendance issue. Major League Baseball will have one whenever they come back. So spinoff leagues, I mean, you got to lean into gambling, and that's what you got to do, or else you're dead. Chase says uh, they don't work for multiple reasons. The big reason is quarterback play. Strong agree. Same reason low-level basketball and WNBA don't work. Bad play compared to the NBA or NFL doesn't get views. It's just not near as exciting. I mean, what was great about the game earlier, or the the games last weekend? It's high-level quarterback play. What is great about the Golden State Warriors right now. They have great shooting and ball movement and athletes that that are jumping out of the gym. You know, it's it's a little different. Kenny if uh Kenny's asking if I feel the dart signing affects the recruitment of Arch in, in any way. If it does, he wasn't signing with Ole Miss anyway. Because every school that he will consider is going to add a quarterback before him and after him. And for what it's worth, I mean, you would think that Ole Miss is in a really good position in terms of that because Dart, you would hope, stays for two years because that's all he's – he's got three years of eligibility, but he's a true sophomore this year, so he has to stay at least after this season. But So he will play his sophomore year while Arch is a senior if, in the unlikely, to tell you the truth, chance that Ole Miss signs Arch, he is behind Dart for one season – and then he takes over 
which apparently the family doesn't care about immediate playing time. They they recognize that going from private school ball to the SEC is not easy, and a transition year would be beneficial. So honestly, having Dart there for a couple of years might work out in their favor. I think it's a long shot anyway, but I do think they've made up ground lately. Uh, you know, based on what a lot of people have said recently, Charlie Weiss Jr. has done a hell of a job there. Uh, for whatever that's worth. Yeah, Chris, they cut 70 minor league teams. I wouldn't be surprised if they cut more. I mean, for financial reasons in some cases. I know we have a month before we can talk predictions for baseball, but how far at this point do I see both in-state schools going? Uh, Until proven otherwise, Mississippi State's going to make it to Omaha. (laughs) It's just what they do. Um. No, I expect both of them to at least make a super regional. I think, uh, yeah, I think they will both make a super regional at least. Yeah, Chase, and and you're right. It is an uphill battle. It it is. Um, You know, maybe fanhood and, and where he grew up and stuff takes precedent. Maybe that's. You know, maybe that wins out in the end. I, I don't know, but it certainly feels like it's not something that they should count on. And they're not, by the way, they're recruiting a handful of other 2023 quarterbacks. So they're covering their bases, but they need to because I don't think it's likely. Chris, I hope it ends soon. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes into the season, though. It's kind of what I expect. I hope I'm wrong because that would kill the sport. I, I hope I'm wrong, though. But all right, guys, I got to run. I appreciate you so much. This is uh, it's a lot of fun. Thank you uh, for tuning in. Don't forget to like the video. And yeah, William, exactly. So that that's kind of how they feel about it, is um, they are comfortable with that. Where, wherever he goes, they, they are not, immediate playing time is not part of the deal at all. So anyway, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like the video. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. I'll be back probably Tuesday. It's probably going to be Tuesday. Tuesday night at 8 because the soccer game Wednesday. And then we'll get back to the regular schedule. So count on it Tuesday night at 8. I'll uh, I'll see you then. And uh, talk to you guys. Talk to you guys then. Y'all have a good night. Talk Mississippi Media Production.